You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on the Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I'm the owner of Free Method Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, or whatever day it is when you're listening to this episode. I am very excited for the topic that we're diving into today because I think it's something that most of you will probably have had a thought about in the past in terms of this question Am I addicted to sugar? So let's talk about it. So I see so many headlines about this and I talk to a lot of clients about this. I hear this a lot on Instagram of this concern about being addicted to sugar. So I thought a good place to start would be to examine some of the facts because there is some research out there that you may see and be like, oh my gosh, but in this study it talks about people being addicted to sugar. And so let's delve into it a little more. So what's important to note about a lot of the research that has been done on this idea of sugar addiction has been done on animals. And I don't think I have to explain that much the fact that we are obviously different than animals as we are human beings <laughs> and we don't have identical brains to them. But what's also most important to know and probably even more important to note than the fact that we are not animals <laughs> is the fact that the studies that were done on it was particularly on mice slash rats the studies that were done to promote this idea of sugar addiction were done on mice slash slash rats the reason I keep saying that is because I don't fully know if mice and rats are the same thing so yeah that's it is what it is anyway we the study that was done was conducted on rats who had been restricted access to sugar. So these rats hadn't had sugar in a long time. And then they were exposed to straight up sugar. Like not even, you know, cookies or fruit or brownies. They were exposed to sugar. And so of course it seemed like they were addicted to it and they were eating it in excess because they'd been restricted to it. And we've talked about that a lot on other episodes on this podcast about this idea of when we've restricted ourselves from something and then when we eat it, it makes us feel like we're obsessed with it and we're addicted to it because we can't stop or we feel like we don't have enough willpower. And so that helps you to see part of the background on why these studies are very misleading and then Another factor is there's some research cited that our human brains react to sugar the same way they do when taking drugs. But what that those studies fail to men- mention is those same pathways and that same like activation that shows up in our brain when we eat sugar is the same activation that happens when we smell something sweet or smell something that we enjoy or when we cuddle a baby, or when we pet a puppy. And so those same activations happen. 
so really you can't just pick and choose and really this all of this is an example of how research can do a lot of this idea of cherry picking and kind of picking and choosing and putting words together to make it prove the point they're trying to make and this is just a further reminder that we can't believe everything that we read on the internet and so I think to take this also a layer deeper I know there's a lot of confusion around okay what is natural sugar what is added sugar what's the difference is one better than the other let's start by defining what natural sugar is and what added sugar is so natural sugar is kind of like it sounds sugar that is naturally found in the food item so sugar that's in fruits and in vegetables and other food items that's not added to it and then on the other hand added sugar would be sugar that is <laughs> added to our products so say you have brownies and there's sugar added to it that's added sugar let's say you have granola and maybe there's some sugar that's naturally found in it like maybe there's raisins or some sort of dried fruit or things like that but then maybe there was also like honey or maple syrup or something in addition added to the product and so that's what added sugar is and something that may be surprising is that our bodies can't tell a difference between whether we're consuming like natural sugar or added sugar and that's so because the chemical structure of natural versus added sugar is the same there's no difference and so it doesn't matter if our sugar comes from a candy bar or from an apple the sugar is sugar and yes I know the quantity of the sugar may be different like there may be more sugar in a candy bar than there is in an apple but also in some scenarios there might not be in some scenarios it might be the exact same let me give you a mini science lesson real quick so in mentioning natural versus added sugars I said that the chemical chemical structure is the same what's also important to know is there's two chemical structures when it comes to sugar monosaccharides and disaccharides so monosaccharides <clears throat> means there's just one structure so and I, I will spare you the further science lesson but there's three different types of monosaccharides but basically monosaccharides means that these sugars go directly into our bloodstream after we eat them so our body doesn't have to break them down or anything disaccharides are the other chemical structures and so that's just where you have multiple monosaccharides combined together and that forms a disaccharide so it's just multiple structures of sugar and so with these we're not able to just break them down right away we have to call in our liver for some backup our liver helps our body to break it down into single glucose or aka monosaccharides molecules before they enter our bloodstream and that is why those sugars disaccharides won't raise our blood sugar quite as much as monosaccharides do or I guess a, another way to say it is they won't raise our blood sugar as quickly as monosaccharides do because the monosaccharides take less time to digest whereas the disaccharides take more time to digest so all of that to say nerding out in science for a minute all that to say our body doesn't see the difference between the types of sugar that we consume it only digests it differently in terms of 
it may take a little bit longer to digest certain foods, disaccharides, for example, which on that note, because I think it could be easy to assume like, okay, so does then does that mean that monosaccharides are the quote unquote bad sugars because they're so quick to digest and the disaccharides are the quote unquote good sugars? Well, an example of a disaccharide would be table sugar because it's made up of two different monosaccharides, glucose and fructose, because I know everyone is dying to know which monosaccharides it's made up of. So, no, it's actually, they're just, they're just sugars. Monosaccharides is a type, disaccharides is a type. And, fun fact about sugar, sugar helps for, to provide fuel for our body to do all the things that we enjoy because sugar is a carb and our bodies run off carbs for energy. So thus, that means sugar is our body's preferred energy source. And that means that our body actually needs sugar to maintain energy throughout the day. Because also when we think about our major macronutrients, carbs, fat, and protein, that means sugar has to fit somewhere into those three macronutrients. And sugar, like I mentioned, is a carb. And I see a lot that sugar being blamed for so many health risks and like I talked about at the beginning, being addicted to sugar and all that sort of stuff. Like, oh, well, sugar is causing cancer, sugar is causing heart disease, sugar is causing acne, all these things. And again, the more we dig into research, we can see that some of this correlation has been overstated. So not to say that it can't do those things, it can't cause acne or cause these different things, but a lot of times it's more so in the quantity in which we're consuming it. And so it can be tempting to jump to conclusion that, oh, you have a high sugar intake, so you're at risk for all these diseases. And then you may think, okay, well then I'm just going to eliminate sugar because then my risk will go down and I'll be healthy. But that's not how our bodies work. Because one, like we talk about when we cut something out, like we saw with those rats in the study, when we cut something out, it makes our body crave it even more. So maybe we cut sugar out and we maintain that for a little while, but then we eventually probably go back to the sugar again. And most likely we go back to it in higher quantities, at least at first, because we have restricted it. And then a research team concluded that based on high-quality evidence from several randomized control trials and systematic reviews and many cohort studies that if we single out added sugar as the culprit of any of these like metabolically-based diseases like heart failure and diabetes and all these different things, it is inconsistent with all of the evidence that we have and cutting out all sugar is very unlikely to yield any health benefits. So all of that, again, like I said, is just a fancy way of saying that there's really no research to promote cutting out sugar, just like there's no research to promote that we are addicted to sugar or even have the ability to get addicted to sugar. I also see claims a lot about sugar being inflammatory. And you may hear this word inflammatory, inflammation, and think, oh my gosh, that's a bad thing. I don't want to be inflamed. But inflammatory is our body's natural response to anything that might try and cause our body harm. So sugar causes inflammation, and the studies that have shown that 
and have made those claims are when, again, participants are consuming straight sugar, like just scooping out the sugar and eating it right there. And in reality, our meta, like our metabolism is so much more complicated than that. Because if you think about it, how many times do you typically just open a bag of sugar and just eat it by itself? Yeah, probably not that many times, but it's fine if you have. But most often you're consuming sugar in the presence of other food groups too. So maybe you're having a cookie or a cupcake or an apple or a muffin or something like that. So it's not just straight sugar, which means there's other stuff for your body to digest. And it's not going to be the stress on your body that it would be if you were just eating straight up sugar. But also, a very important thing to note is the stress of trying to avoid sugar can be much more harmful than actually eating the sugar at all. Because, like I've mentioned a minute ago, when we spend so much time fixating on not eating a specific food, trying to cut something out of our diet, trying to eliminate sugar, or whatever the food may be, that's causing us a lot of stress. Because we're having to think through, okay, I'm going to a birthday party and I can't eat cake because I'm cutting out sugar and that's going to be annoying because I want to eat cake. And you just kind of go down those rabbit trails and you spend a lot of time stressing about it. Or you find yourself in the kitchen at night eating ice cream and then you feel so defeated and so stressed like, oh, I said I was cutting out sugar and now I guess the diet has to start tomorrow. And a fun fact is stress is actually inflammatory on our body as well. And so all of this to say, when we think of this idea of being addicted to sugar, and even this fear that I think our culture has created around sugar, a lot of times this feeling of addiction and fear comes from restriction or avoiding a food, and in this particular case, sugar. And so really the moral of the story here is that if we treat sugar like any other food group out there, if we treat cookies just like we treat apples and just like we treat crackers and just like we treat queso, even though queso doesn't have any sugar, I don't think, but, you know, just got to use queso. If we treat them all equally, then we'll be able to view them all equally where we can eat a cookie and move on and we can eat a apple and move on. And it might feel scary to let go of these food rules around sugar, especially if it's something that's been so ingrained in you for a while, or if that's just the messaging you've been taught or that you've come to believe from different diets. But once you dig in to these true facts about sugar and this idea that we really can't truly get addicted to it, you'll find that it's so much less fearful and you'll find that the stress that you had around sugar disappears and had been generated by false claims in the first place. So I hope this episode helps to give you some insight into kind of the fact versus fiction around sugar and sugar addiction and all of that. And I hope that you go eat a cookie today or an apple or both (laughs) and you enjoy it and then you move on with your day. But Also, I know that that's way easier said than done. And I know that letting go of food rules is way easier said than done, especially if they're so deeply ingrained. And so I want you to know that I hear you and I see you. If it's something that you're hearing this episode and you're like, okay, this is helpful, this is insightful, but 
where do I go from here? Like, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Well, if you're needing additional help, I would love for you to reach out to my team at Free Method Nutrition. We have a team of dietitians that would love to work with you and help you create peace with sugar and create peace with all foods so that you can really live a life of food freedom. So in the show notes, I'm going to drop a link to schedule a free discovery call. Um, and the URL is just freemethodnutrition.com slash free call. What discovery calls are is just a 30-minute call. We do it via Zoom, but we can do it via phone if you're more comfortable with that. And it's just a time for us to hear a little more about your story and what you're struggling with, what your goals are, and for us to help tell you a little bit more about how we can help you get there. And so if that is something that intrigues you, we would love for you to reach out and we'd love to chat with you. So I hope you have a good rest of your day and I will talk to y'all soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. And be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you next episode.